Yo, 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 what up, everybody? Woo! Today is uh, Sunday. Good old-fashioned Sunday. It's like about 8.30 in the morning. Now, I don't know if I'm going to finish this episode today. Uh, highly doubtful, but I'm going to get it started. Like I said, it's Sunday, I think it's July the 18th, 2021, like 8.30 in the morning. I'm on my way to work, randomly on a Sunday, but I'm not... Actually, we're going to do some maintenance and mechanical stuff on my equipment. And uh, I need to recalibrate things, go over things, and just make things happen. Because uh, things are happening on my end in a big way. But anyways, with all that said, uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Obviously, Loki wrapped up, and I think that is the most... Of the three Marvel series that have appeared on Disney Plus thus far, that's, to me, one of the most uh, cliffhanger-ish, and it's also the most... um, And I would like to get into it in detail, but I'm probably going to talk about this one later after I maybe get my iPad involved. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is this. Loki is probably the most... Is going to be tied to tied to this one going forward. The Cap Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and ultimately being that was just the passing, I think, of how the Falcon now is Captain America, uh, and Bucky is also free of his mind. Well, who knows how much longer Bucky's going to stay with his mind free, you know, and also what the future for him holds. Uh, and WandaVision, to me, WandaVision was just like the rebirth of the Scarlet Witch. And didn't really have any bearing on the Marvel Universe going forward. However, Loki, uh, if you've watched it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think I think this is going to shape the MCU and Marvel world going forward. And probably gonna, Loki's going to probably have the biggest ramifications of things going forward. So, we'll talk about that. Wow, what the fuck is that? Anyways, I think I just saw a midget. Like, not that anything against seeing midgets or anything, but I just randomly just waiting for a bus. (laughs) On a Sunday morning at 8.30 in the morning. Anyways, uh, I also watched The Tomorrow War, and I, I want to kind of start with that one. Uh, it's got a couple of people you would recognize. Obviously, Chris Pratt is the main motherfucker in there, um, Star-Lord. And then it's got the lady, the woman, the queen, who plays Serena in... The handmade sales. She's like his daughter, but in the future. So, okay, let me start out. We're going to do the Tomorrow War first. I'm going to talk about that for like 15, 20 minutes. The Tomorrow War. This is Terminator mixed with um, Terminator kind of mixed with Aliens. But also, it's got a flair to me. 
I couldn't help but think this is like Tremors inspired. Or, you know, but it's also kind of got like, um, like a Matrix type of feel to it as well. <clears throat> so I, li- I like the concept of the movie. There, there's things about it I loved and there's things about it I was like, wow, this is, it didn't, overall, overall, let me just start with overall, right? I'd probably give it like a solid seven. It's a solid sci-fi-esque movie, but it has a, had a little bit higher budget, I guess. Amazon was like, yo, we're putting a little bit of money into it, you know, jazz it up, get some, because if they didn't have Chris Pratt, they didn't have some of these, this would have been easily been a sci-fi movie. That's, that's kind of where, I, that's kind of where I'm like, okay, like, well, I'm like, there's things about it that are good and things about it are absolutely terrible. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, like I said, this is a cross between Terminator. This heavily into the Terminator aspect of things, but it's also like kind of mixed with. I think they call the White Spikes. They have a dumb name for the aliens, the White Spikes. Um, they could have came up with something else other than the White Spikes or White Claws. Actually, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, well. Somebody was drinking White Claws, and they were like, fuck, this would make a good alien movie. But instead of, you know, maybe perhaps for legal purposes, you can't call it White Claw. They were like, okay, White Spikes or White uh, white Talons or something. And, and that's how they kind of, and then they drew up. But it, it also kind of reminds me of District 9 in, an as, in, in a sense. But it's definitely heavily into the alien. I mean, it's got, it's a mix of a bunch of different movies. To me, that's what it was. They were like, okay, well, we're going to pull uh, inspiration from all these other movies and make another movie that kind of makes... I liked it. Like I said, I liked the movie. I liked the overall, overall of it. I liked it. There are just some things I was like, eh. I kind of forced in there. Kind of a little bit shoehorned in there a little bit, like, didn't need to be there, uh, so the very first thing, the very first thing is, you find out Chris Pratt is, like, on the ropes of his job and his family, and he's leaning on his daughter, and, and I get the relationship with the daughter, they, they should, they could have just left out with all that nonsense, and just showed them having a nice family Christmas dinner, and, you know, maybe he doesn't get the job, and he's a little bit stressed, but, you know, he texts his daughter and goodnight, and, so on and so forth. Now, there at the, at, and this is where I was like kind of confused a little bit. They were at, they were watching a soccer game at Christmas. I, I don't know where in the world that that takes place, or maybe it was the Thanksgiving part. I'm not sure what. Couldn't have been a Fourth of July. It, it seemed more Christmassy. I thought. I mean, I would have to watch the movie again, or at least even figure. I, I mean, I don't know. I might not watch it again. Uh, I, I would watch it if somebody else was watching it, or uh, you know, if it was on TV. It's not something I would actively go and seek out. Just put that out there. But okay, so they're watching a soccer match, and like some Terminator-esque shit happens. These people from the future come, and see, I didn't know nothing about the Tomorrow War. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't know. 
I didn't have no inclination as to like, okay, it's supposed to be about aliens. As I know, there was a tomorrow war. I figured, you know, I don't know. So these people come from back in in time, and they end up on a soccer in the middle of a soccer match, and they basically tell people that the world in the future is like about to be destroyed, or like this is like their last attempt. They need people from the past to go forward to help fight, or otherwise the world is lost. Okay, so the world gets together and they just fucking they do it. They just get it done. They start sending people. Now, they only send like older people, so they only send like only sending like a couple of thousand people at a time. And uh, they like out of the thousand people, maybe only like 50 come back. Like, like most of them are maimed. And uh, they're supposed to do like one week's of tour, uh, what they were calling it, like I guess the one week of time in the future. And that was supposed to help the world going forward because they, they hadn't been able to beat the white spikes. So anyways, all of that happens. Chris Pratt somehow gets drafted. He didn't want to. But, you know, he just ends up getting drafted and, like, he has to say goodbye to his daughter. This, that, the other thing. And, uh, you know, it just, he's off. He goes... He goes to see his dad. His dad is some, like, old-school army man. I don't know, like... But they don't have a working, a functioning relationship. So, I didn't know. They didn't need to, they didn't need to add that layer in there. I don't think they didn't need to add that in there. Uh, the whole beginning of the movie kind of was, like... Was very poorly written. And it was just like... Okay, this is going to happen. And this is just the way it's going to happen. And that's it. Like, that is it. No, absolutely no story. And I was like, okay, well, like, and the story was, the story that was was kind of awful. So, to me, where the movie really gets good is when they finally get, uh, they get zapped, and they don't even explain the technology, it just exists, they call it the link or something, I don't know. Again, like, the, be- the beginning, you have to, if you take out the beginning, like, 20 minutes of the movie, maybe even 30 minutes, after that point, the movie is really good. I, I felt that it's totally good. Like, I was just confused as to why they did some things in the, in the beginning of the movie, and then I was like, they had little to no bearing on the movie, and it was just kind of like, wow, they, they could have just scrapped that whole fucking part of it. They could have just literally just fucking got the fucking papers, and, and they could have just been like, okay, they could have just written that off as like somebody like talking in the beginning. Like, it, it should have been like this. In the year... 2042, our future selves came back to help fight a war that they were badly losing in the future. After an initial draft, the world decided that in order to save the future, millions more would have to go. And after several years, they are no closer to winning the war. We are now on the brink of destruction in the future. You know, and then cut to Chris Pratt falling out the sky, and you know, you know they could have just done that. They could have that. That's what it could have been. And I felt that that would have been way better than the entire beginning of the movie. And then, okay, so once he falls, once they send them to the future, Chris Pratt gets to the future. But I guess they wanted to show that that was his daughter. I mean, but that could have been slightly shown. That could have been 
just slightly, just a little bit, like, you know, just, like, that could have been, the first 20, 30, 20 minutes or so could have been wrapped up in, like, two, maybe even one, depending on the director, depending on what you really need to know, because I don't really think you need to know how these people got, came to the past. Anyways, anyways, so, once they get, and you get introduced to the White Spikes, um, after that point, it's good. Now, it, to me, it's a little bit unbelievable, but I mean, I guess they went, they took some liberty with it. The White Spikes can sense, they can visually see you, they can, they got their little, I want to say tails, but they're the things that shoot the spikes. Those act as sonar, in case their eyes get fucked up. Um, they're like kind of like feelers. Um, obviously, the bigger than humans, they're faster and they're more aggressive. So then that's kind of they kind of remind me of aliens, like like kind of like a xenomorphish kind of a thing. Like I, for for me, for whatever reason, xenomorphs, it, it, things of aliens, like outside of Predator. Alien movies don't make no sense because for whatever seemingly reason, bullets and, you know, shotguns and tanks, like, they shoot aliens and, like, they're hard to kill. Even in Avatar, like, even in Avatar, supposedly the Navi were very hard to kill. Like, even with 50 caliber rifles. See, that's where kind of, like, like uh, weaponry like that is one of the reasons why I think aliens don't come in invaders in general. And outside of that, because we're more advanced than they give us credit for, and we would be happily able to dissect their their tech, figure it out. Like District 9, we figured out how to use their weapons. Uh, figure out how, to, how they move around in space as well would be another thing. Uh, we have some of the greatest minds in the world, even though we don't use it for the right purpose, we have some of the greatest minds. So that would, that would just be so, anyways, uh, they fucking um, these these white spikes are just they're just hard to kill. So, but I, I'm I'm okay that they because they they were dumping clips at these motherfuckers, and like if they hit them in the back, like the bullets just don't penetrate far enough. Maybe they got like rhino skin. I don't know. But I don't know why if they that was the case why they weren't equipped with heavier machinery, especially. Especially at the end of the movie, they talk about they want to go back and manufacture a weapon that can kill these things, and they could do it in the olden times because they had a they had the ability to, and not in the future. The future was already decimated. Uh, so I mean, they could have found a, a 50 caliber rifle, and they could have just popped these fucking things. Now I guess these things are using the human for food, uh, which I thought was pretty. That, they don't need to explain that. I don't know why they said. They, they try to offer them work, jobs, or anything, and then they just see people as food. Like, that's pretty standard. Alien, like, humans, they don't, nothing. Predators don't want to work game. We're cattle. Okay. Uh, but outside of all of that, Predators is the only movie where the aliens are not susceptible, or one of the only ones where the, the aliens are not susceptible to human weapons, but, in, but to counter that, they're more advanced with the weapons, and they have stealth, and they can see in infrared and all this shit, and they're just a little bit physically bigger and stronger than humans. And the fact that they have way higher, their tech, their alien tech is what actually 
saves them, much like Star Wars. Predators is like the anti-Star Wars in that aspect where Star Wars, the Jedi and the aliens like Yoda are not necessarily physically more imposing or anything that they're going to just, that they could just withstand bullets and blasters. But what's happening is their tech, the, the lightsaber is just can repel everything. And the Jedi have a keen sense of, you know, being able to detect where the bullets are coming from before the midichlorians and all that. Vader, they can actually wield the force. They give them a boost, you know, but that, but that, but the force is one thing that, you know, Vader was able to just flail his lightsaber around and make shit happen. But anyways, so the nothing is working against these white claw white spikes and you know they have to get some they're getting some vials and some information and they, and then this and the other thing now chris pratt eventually meets his daughter in the future uh she's the general that's uh you know that's um the hammy cell that's <laughs> serena now she tells him that the world is dying that the white spikes, uh, literally just, they're hunting down. But I don't know. There was, like, wild horses and animals, and the white spikes were going and, like, killing them. And I'm like, I guess. But for whatever reason, see, this is another thing. It kind of also reminds me of um, um, the movie, which I didn't finish, but it's somewhere. Is um, what the fucking, what's it called? Where it's like, would you like to know more? <laughs> What's the name of that fucking movie, man? I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's an old alien movie where they go to the bugs, as they call it. Uh, maybe it'll come to me real quick. The bugs go and they fuck up. They launch fucking asteroids at the Earth. Uh, they're called the, the bugs. But I don't know what the, what the name of that movie is. The top of my head. Anyways, that kind of reminds me of that. Uh... They they want to trap the fucking queen, and they sort of do. And the and it kind of looks like an anthill. And they and I don't know. Somehow they said that the queen was well protected, but they had the people in there trying to rope her up. And and they already knew kind of that they were susceptible to fire a little bit. So I don't really understand why they were why more people weren't equipped with like flamethrowers. They were trying to shoot these fucking things. Uh, but whatever. So they end up capturing this fucking queen thing. Because there's only one of them. Apparently, apparently they figured out a toxin to defeat. And this is another thing. They, they had a toxin to defeat most of the males. But it didn't kill the queen. Which, I'm like, okay, makes sense. But if there, it, I don't know why they didn't wipe out the males. And then, they already knew where the queen was fucking send a missile, a nuke, and just blow her shit off. Uh, why they were trying to fucking say, uh, trying to poison her off. So, I, okay, so that, that, they, they kind of, they didn't make any sense to me. But whatever, the, the story moved, they capture her, they start running all kinds of tests, and they, they find a poison to kill her. Okay. Problem is, they moved, they moved her to like, um, they moved her to like this water base where apparently the 
the white spikes couldn't reach, but they ended up reaching. Um, and they, they just sent, like, all of them to her. Anyways, fucking... Serena dies, but she sends Chris Pratt with the fucking antivirus to go get manufactured. In these days, again, I didn't, I don't understand the need for that. They, especially if the the virus or whatever was really uh, effective against the male, they could have wiped out the entire male population. They could have started the stopped the whole war. Well, not stop, but they could have really fucking sent that virus, stop the males bulletize it and they could have shot down all the males ahead of time dwindled their numbers down and then hunted this queen and then you know just blew just blew her shit off they they had already roped her they could have just killed her at that point so whatever so they sent sent him back now chris pratt is like well they want to weaponize it and they, so you know, so they're able to mass produce this shit, and then and I guess it's to kill them all. But he says, "Why do we gonna wait to?" Uh, and I obviously the link is destroyed. Uh, the 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 link gets destroyed because it gets destroyed, destroyed in the future, and they can't send any more people to the future. So. Chris Pratt's gang is like, well, why wait till the world falls apart? We have this antivirus now. Let's go and find this thing and stop it before it even starts. They find out it's in Russia. It has something to do with global warming. Which makes sense, because who knows what's buried in the ice. And then they have a final battle, which, again, to me, it reminds me of Aliens. Or Alien. Where the, the creature is was brought, but it was on a crash ship, and then it just fucks up the entire human race. Uh, but that edit, it's cargo, it wasn't even the fucking main people that, um, I don't know where they were going with it, but whatever. So they end up fucking up most of the ones that are in the ship, the, the mama escapes, and then Chris Pratt and the dad, who eventually have a fucking working relationship, they end up killing the main baddie off with the poison. Um, but I'm not sure if that was the only poison that they made. But they supposedly killed off. And the movie ends, and it's happily ever after, but he, they kind of want to go to the future to save the daughter. And and overall, like I said, overall it was an okay movie. I just don't know, like, some of the stuff could have been left out or just interpreted in your own, your own way. Um... But they finished off the whole movie, the, the whole story, so I'm not exactly sure where there's going to be part two, because I heard there's going to be part two. But that's kind of what happens. I mean, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong, I like the movie. I just thought the beginning of it kind of sucked. And there was just some things I was like, uh, it don't make any sense, but whatever, like, it, it goes. The The creature design was phenomenal. It kind of, kind of reminded me of, like, District 9 creatures with a bigger body, and then kind of like with Tremor things on it. But also like uh, alien feel, xenomorph feel. So I was like, you know, and the fact that they're they they would just eat people. That was what they did. They, they ate. Um, it wasn't just like they just killed them. They, they were eating them. So that was kind of cool. So, you know, 
I'm gonna pause this here. We'll get back to talking about Loki here shortly. But that was my I, I give it like two thumbs up ish. I liked it. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, yeah, that was the Tomorrow War. If you haven't seen it, I, I it's definitely worth a watch. I don't, I don't want to dog it like now nah, is a waste of time, but and it wasn't. I liked it. It was very, very entertaining. You know. Entertaining to say the least. But yeah, so that that's the Tomorrow War, guys. Uh, I'll get back here shortly. We'll see you. We'll talk about Loki a little bit later. Or hang tight. Yo, 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 yo. Okay, so I'm back. So today, uh, today is Monday. It's about 3 p.m. now. And I finished up this episode here. Talk a couple things. Um, let's talk Loki. And I kind of wanted to talk some other stuff, but we'll talk, we're going to talk Loki now. Um, I gotta say, it was just off the bat. It was probably my favorite of the three. I think I think that Marvel is uh, hitting their stride with these little miniseries. I got I got Loki being the best one so far. I got it followed up by the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision being uh, my least favorite. But that has nothing to do with uh, WandaVision. I thought one division was good. Um, it just took a while. It took about three or four episodes to get it to get into its little stride, and then I kind of feel like the payoff was. While it was good, the payoff was good. Like the way it ended. Now what we, we what we know about one division. Uh, I kind of feel like it. The payoff wasn't as good as the one for Loki. And also the one for that Falcon now becoming Captain America, and also you know Zemo, and then the the assembling of the Avengers B team. They haven't yet declared their name yet. Uh, that lady, I think her name is Veronica or Valentina, whatever her name is. She's she's obviously becoming more prominent now that, and I and I that at that time that's why people I think are gonna gonna have to watch the falcon and winter soldier more closely now to see when that lady first appears and who she is and what's her mo and uh i kind of feel like that's gonna be a big thing as well as what's going on in loki well i don't feel that much was like the scarlet witch is now becoming but that doesn't have no bearing on where the marvel universe is going she's just becoming more witch-like so with that said i think the payoff in loki and the payoff in the Falcon and Winter Soldier is much, much more bigger and maybe even better. So, with that said, I, I think Loki by far was my favorite. I think Tom Hiddleston... Uh, I, I said this from the beginning, from the jump. They they nailed his character down to the T. And, I, like, Marvel just dug him up. And he's been there since Thor 1. He was a young Loki. Now he's kind of a bit, a tad bit older, but tad bit, 10, 12 years older now. But he's still in it. Like, he was in it. He's, Thor's still in it for all we know, but Loki's gotten more now. Well, Thor had more screen time, big screen time. But Loki's still going, and Loki could conceivably go. The character Loki could conceivably go on forever now. That's what I'm getting at. Like, they killed off Iron Man. I don't know if Iron Man's coming back. They killed off, 
you know, Black Widow. I don't know if Black Widow, as we know, and Natasha Romanoff is coming back. Uh, Yelena might take over, and I don't think they're gonna dig up uh, the uh, the Natasha Romanoff that we know. They might, maybe it'll be a Natasha Romanoff in a different universe, but it won't. It probably won't look like ScarJo, which is fine. But Tom Hiddleston has been around a long time. And I, I gotta say, from all the way from the the inception of the, of the show, they hit with the bang. They, uh, we gotta find out what happened to Loki. They resolved where he disappeared to, what happened to him, the TVA. Uh, they ran through his history of the the MCU, and then they showed Thanos snapping and crushing his neck in half, and to see him go from. You know what? That that's why Tom Hiddleston is an he's an accomplished actor because you watch him, his facial expressions, going from wow, like you know that's some bullshit. Him seeing the Avengers and him seeing the Avengers in disgust, and then he flashes forward to his mom and he gets a little sad, and then he sees Thor and you know the the back and forth that they had going on, and then you know that you know when he died and Thor thought you know. He really did die and they mourned from him. You got to see all that. And then, you know, then they came back in, uh, in Thor Ragnarok and they had their moments with Hela. And at that point in time, uh, he had already been jumped out of space. So he didn't know what was coming. But then he watches in horror as and kind of just like disbelief and shock that Thanos... You know, he tries to shank Thanos and and they kill him in front of Thor. And then Thor, you know, holds him as he draws his last breath, you know, just before the ship implodes. And uh, you get to see Tom Hiddleston's reaction to all that. And that was phenomenal. Like, they just showed him, like, like he just looked at it like, no, this can't be. This can't be. This can't be how I go out. This can't be the end of Loki. This can't be how it ends like he just doesn't accept it and but it but we know as the timeline you watch the movies what happens to him and now that he's his show he zapped out of the timeline they arrested him they told him what happens and then they eventually meet him up with Sylvie uh she bombed the timeline I don't know if that has any ramifications Going forward, you know, she could just have pruned the fucking fuck out of certain events, which we don't know. We don't know the complete ramifications of what happened in Loki because it hasn't unfolded yet. But I'm guessing it's going to ramp up now. And I think at the end of the tunnel is probably Thanos or uh, maybe Thanos sitting out there. Thanos may come all the way back around to being having to be on the Avenger side. Because they have to... They've used him in the past. uh, Especially since he can hold the Infinity Stones. To fight some of these other beings that are just... You know... Just as bad and villainous as he is. But worse. So... In Thanos... In honesty, Thanos was right. The universe needed correction. There was just too much to go... Too many people and not enough to go around. He wasn't entirely wrong. So, he just had a different goal than everybody else. Maybe there was a better way to do it, but, I mean, his goal made a lot of sense. It's kind of the deal with villains. Sometimes it makes sense. That's how they get to propped up to the positions 
that they're in. With that being said, we don't know the ramifications of what happened in Loki yet. Obviously, we know all the way what happened at the end now. It's no big secret. Kang is now going forward for the perceivable the foreseeable future Kang is now going to be uh, the big and baddie and and what it is, what's happening is uh, I think there's going to be multiple versions of Kang and also his ability to travel the multiverse is leaps and bounds ahead of what the Avengers are currently able to do and only I literally think only Doctor Strange is even able to cruise somewhat, but I don't, it'll be interesting to see who who actually figures out how to access the multiverse. So I don't think it's I don't think it's Doctor Strange straight up. He's a master of mystic arts. He's not the master of multiversal dimensional travel. That might be. Who knows who might discover it. Maybe Loki will come and tell him. That'd be interesting to see going forward. Um, and then, you know, looking back on the last episode, Sylvie made the decision to kill Kang. And so I kind of wonder if she's going to be the ultimate top tier Loki version of Loki. Uh, obviously, she's the one that she's in control of. Kang's little fucking uh, wristband and she shoved the Loki as we know Sylvie shoved the Loki as we know into a whole nother realm see this is where I'm getting at because I had this kind of conversation with my brother she shoved him into uh, a reality where Kang is the TVA uh, in the in our in the the regular MC universe, the TVA is three alien beings, but that's set up by King. So I'm not sure if that's King's realm, the one he completed do, completely dominated, or if that's a whole nother. Well, obviously it's a whole nother realm, or if that's just a, uh, you know what they, we don't know which universe or multiverse Loki dipped to, and now that King is foreseeably out of the picture other Kangs are going to come and we don't know who's going to do what to who. Who's going to kill off who. I don't know how how much longer Loki survives um, on his own. In, in, in his current state behind the curtains when you get arrested by the TV, he doesn't have any powers. But he knows that getting pruned isn't the end of the road. It just sends you to the void. So he may be able to dip around. And then he also learned enchanting. So he may be able to dip around for a while. Uh, we'll see where he ends up landing. And if he can make make his way back to Sylvie. If he can make his way back to, you know, the Marvel Universe that we know. Uh, it'd be interesting to see who, like I said, who taps into this multiverse. And I, I'm fully prepared for the multiverse. I want to see. This is this is why Marvel is better than DC because I think DC wanted to try to do this without even. They wanted to bring in a bad Superman. They wanted to bring in like the the killing Batman. They want like the evil Superman. They want these things 
happen, but you need to build the story up so that way you know, okay, they're not going to just throw you a bad Superman for no reason. Like, this Saturday, like, they're trying to do, you know, do it a certain way. Marvel, you already know, if you've been watching, you know Cap's gone, Iron Man, you know, went through different suits, he's gone, and Spider-Man is, was his underling, his, his understudy, and, you know, you know, Hawkeye and Natasha, they were kind of friends. So now you're going to see whenever it is that we get the multiverse and you see six different versions of Spider-Man, which I think is now it's, it's happened. I know in the bottom of my heart that we're going to now see the man spider, Craven, the hunter, uh, Madame Webb. All of this is going to happen in the and Spider-Man. You know, all the, I don't know, remember the game it was, but where they had like, uh, like 10 different versions of Spider-Man show up. And, and honestly, Kingpin also multi-dimension traveled as well. So does uh, Doctor Doom. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I want, I want like six Spider-Mans on the big screen. I wouldn't mind all three, the OG, and I think that's, that's what's happening. The three Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are coming up. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that now. Like if they all collided into one movie, uh, into fighting, you know, Doc Ock, or maybe they fight uh, a version of Kang. We don't know. We don't, like it would be interesting to see who they fight. It all. It'd be also interesting for I think because they could do with three different, four different versions of Doctor Strange as well. Uh, I would love to see that. I would love to see... I would love to see different versions of Wolverine. I would like to see the Logan version of Wolverine. You know, you know Hugh Jackman. But they don't, that, at this point, they can bring in... Now that we can... They, they've made it so that way... I think they can bring in... Some of the good actors like... Uh, homie that plays Magneto. Uh, I can't think of his real name. But he's a phenomenal actor. And he was my one of my favorite... Uh, versions of Magneto, they could put, but they could also bring in old Magneto, you know, and they can bring in both versions of Charles Xavier. I would love to see that. I think the Charles Xavier's that they've had. I would like to see Jean Grey. They can do without Cyclops. That that's just. But I would would you? I wouldn't mind seeing Jean Grey either. Like the X Men had some things going for it. Um, Actually, had a lot of things going for it. it. Just wasn't as good as it could have been. But they can now. Marvel can pick and choose who they want because they don't need everybody. They don't need to run up the gauntlet of a bunch of different X Men movies established. You know, they can just and then they can just get a better Cyclops. I, I want to see my Cyclops. I want to see Cyclops square up with Captain America. Uh, that's what I want to see as a fan. I would love to see them squabble. I would love to see the X-Men versus the Avengers in a, in a war. Uh, but I want to see... I don't want the little the little bitch that was on the X-Men. I can't think of his name. Sorry for that guy. But he was not a good Logan. or uh, He was not a good Cyclops. I want to see a buff motherfucker that's smoking a cigar. Uh, that can go toe-to-toe with Captain America. That's really what people want to see. So they need to they need to get on that Marvel, and that's why I think opening up the multiverse now is now is perfect timing because 
everybody kind of wanted the X-Men to show up during the Avengers run and the Avengers had their run now now it's who's left and I think they're going to end up having to do that it's a perfect time to get the multiverse going now that uh, you know the Black Panther uh, Chad Chad I think his name is Chadwick Boseman or whatever his name is he died in real life so they can just bring out they can just bring out Killmonger as you know they could make sure they can bring out like three or four different versions of the Black Panther and have a Black Panther squad and, it, and it, all of this I think they're going to end up fighting a war could be the secret wars uh, they may end up fighting each other we may end up getting like a civil war-esque like the secret wars you know that's I think we might get that first before they end up fighting Kang and before they end up perhaps taking on Galactus or Doctor Doom there's some big bad motherfuckers out there like still you know Marvel has made like 50 billion dollars they're still running amok on Hollywood's landscape they're, none of these stories are going away anytime soon the ones who are going away is DC So, but I mean if I was DC I would I would love for them to um, zap zap the DC universe like the best parts of it like you could probably take um, well I mean I don't know who they could take maybe Christian Bale and put him as his Batman in the Marvel Universe uh, you know just for some cameos I mean who knows they could just do all kinds of crossovers now they can get maybe they could get you know I can't think of Dr. Manhattan, I can't think of their uh, their versions of the uh, fucking, I don't remember what they're fucking called right off the top of my head their little squad Rorschach, you know and bring it to a more Marvel flavor uh, I don't know if they're going to go as crazy as bringing in like the Incredibles or, or the cartoon versions of Spider-Man, have that on the big screen, but they can do a black Spider-Man Miles Morales definitely easily so that's what Loki opened up. They opened up the multiverse, and now that the multiverse is now open, uh, it'd be interesting to see the next couple of movies that come out because I know that it's going to tie in. You know that Marvel's tie ties everything together. That everything goes is based off of the one thing and based off of the other thing, and eventually, the Fantastic Four are coming as well. You know, Moon Knight's coming as well. You know, you got a bunch of different things. All of it leading up to something, and before Marvel is done, I think we will get some definitive answers as to what happens to who, you know. And before Marvel is done making all their movies and everything, and then they can it for 10, 15, 20 years and boot it up again, uh, the multiverse is still there. They can still pull strings, you know. Chris Evans is a young man, in 30 years, when Captain America is called again. He could be old Captain America at 50 or 60. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be doing much action, but he can still be Captain America, just the older version. If he's, you know, alive in 20 years, you know, I don't know. Nobody's a, a fortune teller here, but, you know, there is still some young Marvel characters. Uh, Robert is, Robert Downey Jr. is old, so we don't, we don't know. 
Chris, Chris Hemsworth could be, you know, he could just be Odin. He could be the All Father, you know, 20, 30 years from now. So it'll be, be interesting to see him, you know, as well. You know, you got, you know, Mark Ruffalo and maybe maybe Natasha Romanoff comes back in 20, 30 years. As an old, you know, now that the multiverse is open, Marvel has now made it possible so they could do this years down the road and it makes sense and people be still relatively intrigued and with all the billions of dollars that they have going for them you know they just are, are they're on a tear so and all of this has to do with Loki they, they've opened it up Loki's stuck in I don't know where he's stuck at be interesting to see where where Loki I know there's going to be a Loki season 2 which absolutely makes so much sense because I, I think this, like I said, this was probably the best uh, from from drop to finish. There wasn't as much surprises, but they had a lot of uh, things happen. Like Sylvie, like there's a now now we know, and they, even in the show they had that episode. Uh, I think the second to the last where Loki met up with like twenty other Lokis, and that was kind of cool. To me, that was dope because they had a young. Loki that supposedly killed Thor which you know that version is kind of interesting they had the the woman Loki they had President Loki they had uh, old Loki they had you know like all kinds of different versions of Loki and to me that's like that's how I kind of want to see Spider-Man on the big screen I want to see like 20 different versions of Spider-Man like take on I would love to see them pull Carnage and Venom into I know I know that's coming so hopefully now Marvel can pull them into as well because Venom isn't always a villain he just hates Spider-Man so be interesting to see if they can bring him in to kick Spider-Man's ass at some point Uh, but not necessarily be a villain because Venom's carrying his own franchise uh, Carnage is coming. Maybe there's going to be different versions of Carnage. And, and I, the Venom versus Carnage trailer, I'd, I'd love to fucking see in the movies. I, uh, Mobius is coming, and there's a, there's a couple of other things happening, um, you know, on that on that front. And I hope to God that they bring the X Men over. So this is why this Loki universe, this Loki series, is now people. Even though it just it was just a start. This is just like Iron Man 1 or maybe even Thor 1 and Captain America, the first the first Avenger. These are what these shows are. This is like... They did a... A, a re... Not, not a reboot, but they they did what, what a lot of NFL teams do. They, uh, they reload. It's a reload of what... Of what it, that's exactly what it is. They reloaded. You know they had a they had a Marvel had a minigun that 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 fucking shot up the place. They they ran out of bullets and they just reload. They fucking decided to you know load up a whole nother fucking thing and, and reload the bitch. And now they're going to fucking uh, hopefully bring mo- most of these in now. Now that Loki can travel the multiverse, now that the multiverse is now a thing, they can go, like I said, Marvel, maybe even Loki will cross. They can bring Deadpool in, too. Uh, that's another character that needs to be brought over. 
And they can he can do PG thirteen. I don't know what people are tripping about that that Disney and Marvel won't go there. They will go there. Marvel has gone there, and Disney will go there too. Disney will put the R rated movies on Hulu, but they're gonna. You can't tell me that these business executives are not eyeballing. They, you can't tell me that they don't want a Deadpool, Spider Man, and a Deadpool. Uh, you know, Star Lord, a Deadpool with, uh, you know, I, I think with Tony or Robert, I mean, I mean, damn, he had to die, but they can bring him back too. And I kind of want them to bring Robert Jun- Robert Downey Jr. back. I, I don't know if he can keep it going. If he wants to, you can keep it going. Maybe he doesn't want to do so much of the action stuff. Maybe he's tired, but he can do voice acting. I mean, Maybe they could just make it so that he's supplanted himself into an AI form like Zola did. That's what I'm thinking. And they could just have him do voice work. He doesn't have to be there. When they kill a robot like Ultron, like he's going to be like, well, there's so many of me. Like, There's so many. Tony. You can't just kill Tony Stark. You know, Maybe he left the one golden nugget somewhere. Or maybe they'll bring a younger version of Robert Downey Jr. I know, I know he had a lot of screen time. But it would be fun to hear him go back and forth with uh, Deadpool. You know, as who's the biggest clown of the <laughs> the Marvel universe, so to speak. But yeah, so I, I give Loki a two thumbs because it started with the bang. There was several bangers in the middle of it. Like you were like, oh shit! Like this happened, that happened. You got to meet a dozen different versions of Loki. And then he opened up the multiverse by, or Sylvie did, by slaying Kang. And now, hopefully, this all comes together, man. That's why I had to talk about it. I was like, well, man, you know, they can bring other versions of Thanos. You know, there's probably different versions of Thanos along the way. You know, the one that actually is in love with, uh, with death, with, you know... And that's that's all that's all he's concerned with is killing enough people to sate her her thirst, and he's not after wiping out half the universe. They took that version of him, but I know they even teased it a little bit at the end of the Avengers. Uh, you know when the guy says to challenge them is to court death. You know, that's exactly who was talking about Mistress Death. Like, it would be it would be wild to get that version of Thanos in the in the MCU. It would be wild to get the different versions of Doctor Doom that uh you know that just wipe out the entire universe and subjugate everything. So, with that said, guys, I mean I have fun watching this series. I hope you guys did too. Uh, I give Loki a two thumbs up. It's probably like a, it's probably like almost a nine out of a ten, and just it's overall. Uh, the only thing I don't particularly like about it is it was kind of short in that aspect, and they did it did seem a tad just a tad bit like okay, well. It had while it had the movies aspect, it was just like 
Loki, for the most part, was in just like regular clothes. <laughs> and most of the people were. It just was like, so standard issued, like, you come into the movie business and this is what you would expect. Like, to get started. As, it was a little under budget. Just a tad. But I, I get that they saved it for a couple of different things. You know, Eliot and a couple of other places, like, they were like, okay, we're going to put the budget there in some graphics, but Loki didn't, he had, did not have his suit, like, at all. Uh, no powers were coming out of him, really. Uh, so, like, like I kind of wanted to see more of that. I kind of wanted him to be flying around, all kinds of shit, but whatever. But it's still, it's still really good. I give, I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, the cap was probably like eight out of ten, and then Wanda was like a seven and a half, maybe eight out of a ten, or seven and a half or eight out of ten. Yeah, it was about about right. I think Loki was probably the better of the three. Like I said, a lot of people from from this point forward are going to be talking about the two series, Loki and, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as to how this got to the assembling of the B the B Avengers, the B list Avengers, as I'm calling them currently. Uh, is gonna pay big down the road once they. I think they're gonna end up killing off Hawkeye, uh, and and so on and so forth. So I kind of figured like, you know, she's a, she's already got the bad Captain America, or he's not even Captain America anymore. The bad Cap. Uh, she got Yelena, and who else is she gonna? She might get Taskmaster. Who who knows? Like. And now that they're, that's a thing. And then the multiverse is a thing. Who knows what happens? So I'm excited going forward. I can't wait to see the next Marvel movie and the next. I can't wait to see What If as well. I know that's coming down the road. So with that, all that, all that said, guys, I'm out. That's uh, that's it for this episode. I'll post this up here shortly, and then uh, see you guys next week. I'm out. Later.